Welcome to our podcast, Autoimmune and You. I'm one of your hosts, Erica. And I'm your other host, Rachel. We're just two women with rheumatoid arthritis who are sharing our personal experiences managing this disease holistically. And we are both wellness coaches, so we are super passionate about empowering you to live your happiest and healthiest life. everyone. Welcome back to Autoimmune and You. This feels kind of a little bit long overdue for for Rachel and I and maybe for you listening. Um, I know we only missed like one episode release, but it feels for us like a while because we actually recorded something that we were supposed to release on our, you know, regular weekly schedule. Um, But then we were just feeling like it just wasn't it just wasn't happening. When we were editing it, we were like, um, this doesn't feel like our heart and souls in it. It felt kind of yeah. like we were rambling and it was very our- like surface level too. Like it was hard for us to even like connect with while we were editing, I feel like. Oh yeah. And it's important for us to put something out there that we feel that you're going to receive a direct message from you know as much as we like to have normal regular conversations for you guys to listen to we really want to put something out there that you're going to leave and go okay like i took something for that from that and then i want to be able to apply it to my life Mm -hmm. um and we just were like this doesn't feel like that so we both agreed just because we both have so much going on in our lives i've been less active like on instagram in my stories things like that and just there's a lot of things within the retreat that is coming up, uh, you know, our personal coaching. Uh, Rachel is a personal trainer. I'm working on a program right now to release next year. And we're just, I don't think our mind and heart was in it. So mm-hmm. we're like, oh, we need to honor this and we need to just have a little bit of a break and then come back with like a mm-hmm. clear mind. Yeah. And I'm glad we did. It was like such a hard decision. I mean, we obviously wanted to stay on schedule because we've been releasing episodes every week and then every other week once we kind of shifted that for the past over a year and a half, like 20 months now. And so obviously, as you can imagine, when you're that, that consistent and you know that people are counting on you and you know, and we know that you guys connect with our message so much, it's so hard to make that decision and kind of like you know, pull one week's worth of content, but at the same time, what's one week, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when we're going to continue releasing like wholehearted episodes. And so that's what we really want to be able to continue to release for you. So thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for all of you who sent love. Like when we posted on Instagram saying that we were taking a little hiatus, we really, really appreciate it. And obviously like we have to practice what we preach too, right? We talk about like taking rest and honoring, you know, what you're really feeling intuitively. And we had to honor that for ourselves. So Thank you um, for all of your support. And we're really excited for continuing exactly what it is that we absolutely love doing for you. And we've had so many new ideas, even with just that extra week hiatus of things that we want to do to expand this and like really build this as a business. So sky's the limit, man. (laughs) Yes. So I think today we kind of want to talk about like being your own best healer, basically not, you know, allowing someone else's perception or whatever they've gone through with their own health journey to be the deciding factor in what you're going to do in your health journey. Mm -hmm. I think this is like, you know, a big prop. Well, I I don't know if it's a problem, but maybe it is a problem in this autoimmune community is that 
we look at others who are doing certain diet protocols, they're doing certain treatments, they're taking certain supplements, and then we kind of want to mimic that and do exactly what they're doing so that way we feel like we can get the same results. But mm-hmm. 99.99% of the time, that's just not true. And as you know, as what we talk about on this podcast, that there is no one one size fits all approach to this healing journey with an mm-hmm. autoimmune disease. So we really kind of want to dive into that today and hopefully you guys can take some useful information with you. Yeah. There were a couple of questions when we were talking about um, what we wanted to talk about on this episode. So first of all, Eric and I are really feeling like we want to make sure that, you know, there are some episodes here and there when we just kind of give a life update or our own personal experiences, but we also want to give you like some tangible tips and things that you can take away from each episode, um, regardless of if it really is just more of a life update or not. And so something that we want you to take away from this episode is like asking yourself a couple of questions. Number one, do you really believe that someone else knows your body and your mind better than you do? And number two, are you giving someone else the control over the trajectory of your own health journey? That's something that can be really easy to do and not even realize it is like, oh, well, this person did this. So it must work for me or, oh, this diet works for this person and they swear by it. So it must work for me. Um, or are you actually taking the reins? Like maybe after this episode, you realize a couple of things about your health journey and about the things that you've been doing and you actually decide to take the reins and like do things that work for you and let maybe even let go of a couple of things. And we'll talk more about that. Um, and so the first thing that I, I think is really important to know is the fact that just like anything else in life, we go through seasons and cycles and different like evolutions of healing with diet, with lifestyle, with treatments, with whatever, with supplements, whatever it is that you're doing for your own healing journey. And that's natural. Like it's supposed to be that way. Things are not Mm -hmm. supposed to be linear and things are not supposed to always be the same. And that's why I think that a lot of the like diets and stuff out there, you know, we've talked a lot about them on past episodes, but So many of them are like, eat this, don't eat that. And you're going to be healed forever. And then what happens? Some people go on that and then they get even more inflamed and they feel even worse. And they're like, well, what gives? And then they just assume that it's something else that it couldn't possibly be the diet. And we're here to kind of like shatter that idea because I think it's really like a foundational thing is to realize that there is no one size fits all. Yep, exactly. So I don't know from my experience of talking with clients, uh, the clients that I seem to attract, it's really weird, is a lot of people that have come out of really highly restrictive autoimmune protocols, or they worked with naturopathic doctors and dietitians that have told them to eat a specific way. And if they do that, all of their symptoms are going to be, you know, they're going to go away. And most of these clients that I have have been, you know, on their healing journey for like maybe even two plus years, you know, they've been following somebody else's guideline of how to heal their gut, you know, how to eat for their autoimmune disease, whatever that is, you know, it could be psoriasis, it could be MS, it could be rheumatoid arthritis, like There seems to be like a different approach for each of these things. And what's really interesting is that, yeah, I keep having these clients that are coming to me and they're just like at their wits end of like, okay, obviously, like 
I've spent all this money. I've invested a hundred percent into my healing and I honestly feel worse than I Mm -hmm. did before. Not because, you know, not with physically their symptoms, but like mentally. So the people that are coming to me are like super stressed out. They're completely overwhelmed. They're financially drained. They fear their food. They, you know, they're obsessed about it and they just don't have any joy in eating or even their lifestyle. Like I, I've had a, a few clients, you know, that say, I don't have any joy on this health journey because all I do is focus on my healing. Mm-hmm. All I do is try to do what somebody else told me to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm not feeling, you know, the results of that. So I have a lot of guilt and shame because someone told me I could get there and I'm not there, you know, and that's like <clears throat> the really destructive part about going by somebody else's idea of what's healing is that you're going to basically set yourself up for failure, right? I can tell you like at the start of my health journey, again, first naturopathic doctor I worked with said paleo diet, did that, did AIP. Then I went to a plant-based diet, followed plant-based doctors, did a low oil plant-based diet. And then now here I am six years later. And it's actually interesting that I was telling my husband last night, I'm like, this is the first time on this health journey that I have absolutely no labels that I'm attached to. Mm -hmm. Because even again, my plant-based diet was still a label, an idea of like how to eat, right? And if you guys have listened to previous episodes, I told you guys that I kind of neglected the feelings that I was having of, you know, feeling unsatiated, feeling tired, feeling constantly just like craving stuff that nothing was satisfying me Mm -hmm. with. And I kind of, and I did, I neglected that because I had this idea that a fully plant-based diet was the healthiest diet there could possibly be. And that everybody to some degree would like benefit and thrive on that. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm like, you know, now that I have like animal protein back in my diet, I'm like, wow, like I'm not anything. I'm not paleo. I'm not AIP. Mm -hmm. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like I'm to the point where I actually feel a a thousand percent where I should be with my Mm -hmm. food because it, it, there's no mind involved. In yeah, that's now beautiful. it's like, and before it's all I intuitive, like purely, truly intuitive. Yeah. But what's crazy is, and maybe I'll even look back on this point right now, what I'm saying, but you know, even when I was eating the fully plant-based diet, that was dictated by plant-based doctors that I followed, you know, mm-hmm. that said you will be cured, or this is the healthiest diet. Or if you have any animal protein in your diet, like you're going to have heart disease, you're going to have like all these things. And I'm just kind of like coming out of this cloud now going, wow, I'm for the first time, actually not associated to like anything. Mm -hmm. And so look at even as much as like, you know, Rachel and I have put into this journey and God, I feel like really proud of myself for even trying all these different things uh, to get myself to this point. And I don't regret any of the decisions that I made, whether I followed like specific diet protocols or not. Because again, this is all part of your journey. This is all Mm -hmm. part of you figuring it out. But my point is, is that it's all part of the process. You know, like all of those ways of eating led me to this point to know whether something doesn't feel right for my body or something does feel right for my body. Like all of these little Mm -hmm. things that I've taken from each of these 
you know, protocols or whatnot, they did serve their purpose. But if you're listening now and you're on a specific diet that somebody else has told you that's going to work for you, just have an open mind and open heart that, you know, that may not be the case for you, that all your symptoms are going to be taken away from this diet Mm -hmm. because it's 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 impossible. You know, I'm talking to clients all the time that came from restrictive diets and now they're being more intuitive what they're what what they're eating. And not only are they happier, but they're actually like, wow, I trust myself and I trust my body. And I'm actually physically feeling the benefits of being able to make decisions that feel good for me and not what somebody else has Mm -hmm. told me to do. Yeah. I think there's like a lot of facets to that. So if you just look at, I don't know, like society in general, we are so used to putting labels on things, on everything, right? You're this or you're that. You're this or you're that of everything. And so I think like with eating, it's just as easy to kind of put yourself into that box and it's challenging to take yourself out of a box or to not get in a box. Um, but it can feel a lot better to like truly be in that intuitive space. And so to anyone like that might be, you know, playing around with you used to be plant-based and you want to eat animal products or vice versa, but you aren't necessarily, you're kind of like, Oh, I don't really want to like, you know, be known as the vegan or whatever. Yeah. You don't have to, that's the thing. You don't have to put yourself in a box. And so like, for me, for instance, when I started eating in a certain way, like, um, I stopped eating dairy like a long time ago and then I stopped eating gluten and then I stopped eating um, animal products. And then I started eating eggs and fish again for a little bit. You've heard all about this journey on past episodes. I mean, if not, you can totally go back, but my whole mentality was if I really, really want something, I'm going to eat it. I'm not going to put myself in a box. And I talked about this on the past episode when Erica was talking about her kind of shift in um, eating, even though I never specifically put myself in that box, it was easier from time to time to explain to people, no, I'm primarily plant-based or, you know, kind of explain it in that way when I wasn't eating animal products. But even then, like it really does put you in a box and then you kind of feel like, wait, I'm not eating in like a way that feels good. And so literally the way that I started saying it years ago and the way that I still say it for the most part is if people's like, people are like, oh, so you're vegan. Well, no, cause I eat honey here and there or I eat eggs here and there. Oh, so you're, um, so you're vegetarian. Well, no, like, you know, if I really want fish, I'll eat fish here and there, that sort of thing. All I've started saying that maybe you can take with you and you can start saying, cause it really does feel good. And people just shut up <laughs> is saying, no, I just eat in a way that feels good to my body. That's yeah. it. That's that yeah. simple. That's intuitive eating. That is basically the definition of, in simple terms of intuitive eating. I eat in a way that feels good to my body, period. Yeah. And then people are usually like, oh, okay got it. Like, and I just say, I don't put a label on my eating because if something sounds good or something feels good, I'm going to eat it. And that is like a really helpful thing that I don't know has personally helped me. Um, and then in relation to you talking about like when a lot of your clients have kind of like tried everything, they're at their wits end with like diet and stuff. It's interesting because a lot of the clients that come to you, yeah, have like that kind of, um, theme for Mm -hmm. me, it's a lot of clients that have just been on medication and have never really tried anything holistic and have been like, Mm -hmm. I'm really curious on where to start and what to do. And they want more of that, like connection with their mind and body. It's that whole catch 22 of like, oh, they say to listen to your mind, listen to your body. But like, what does that even mean when you have been so disconnected from your mind and body for so long. And you've just been taking medications blindly or you are newly diagnosed and you don't know where to start. That's a lot of my clients. 
Um, and so in regards to your clients, like I can totally relate to that feeling of like feeling like you've gone full force. You've done all the things you've tried, the things that other people say, the diet, the protocols, whatever, and it's still not working. Yeah. And you're like, Oh my God, I've put everything into this. And this person said that it would work for me and I must be doing it wrong. Right. Yeah. That's where their minds go. I must be doing it wrong. I'm doing something wrong. Well, yeah. But- and I think it's because though I started in 2016 when the AIP diet literally like came mm-hmm. out. So I came into this holistic journey through a time where there was not a lot of available information. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, and there's still not is the hard part. Like we're all just trying to navigate this. Right. But but surprisingly now there are lots of different protocols now. Like Mm -hmm. there was at the time there was basically AIP. Yeah. So that was all I knew. (laughs) So basically with the AIP diet, you know, that is one of the original kind of autoimmune protocols. That's Mm -hmm. literally what it is. Um, so I, you know, coming from a standard American diet, like, of course I hear about this diet protocol and it's claiming to reverse all of my symptoms. So Mm -hmm. it's like at that time that, that was my available information. So Mm -hmm. I did buy the books. I did buy the, the cookbooks and like invest my energy into the, the paleo AIP lifestyle. And then of course, you know, plant-based stuff kind of starting to get popular and there's like research coming out with that. And then I'm reading on that. I'm like, well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. And then, so, you know, like it's been this whole like unfolding of different ways of eating that have had, you know, research to like back that up. Right. So I've always been in both the worlds of research, but plus like listening to my body, Mm -hmm. but the listening to my body didn't come immediately. So if you're listening to this, like, how I got to this point was through trying these Mm -hmm. protocols that claimed to do it. So what I like to think about is like, these are all diets, right? A diet is a diet is a diet is a diet. It does not work for every single person. So think of like when the Atkins diet first came out, right? We all have heard of like the low carb, whatever Atkins diet that worked for a lot of people. And it didn't work for a lot of people. There are like all sorts of different diets out there, different fads, you know, that come in and out. And honestly, all of the autoimmune protocols and diets are the same thing. They come in and out and they're not meant to be, you know, utilized forever for every single person out there. Like you have to remember that it's okay to pick and choose from different areas and see what works for your body best. Yeah. And I feel like these protocols, what's What's innately wrong with the protocols is that it takes away your ability to trust your own body and to be able to listen to your body's reactivity to different foods. Mm -hmm. So if you take out a whole food group, right, like beans, like whatever, like you take all of that out, like you're not eating that to know, is this an actual problem for me? Mm -hmm. So you're avoiding a certain food for a long time because someone else deemed it as like bad for autoimmune diseases and that's kind of the path that led me to where i am is that i did follow these protocols listen to these doctors because of the science because of you know other people's experiences and then i slowly slowly i mean going plant-based was actually my first intuitive pull of like okay, I know this is popular. I know AIP is like the consensus in the autoimmune community at that time. But I was like, 
I don't know. Like, I don't want to eat that much animal protein. Mm -hmm. And at that time, it felt like it was inflaming me. So that's what actually pushed me into the plant-based diet. And then, of course, once I went into the plant-based, you know, I followed all these people that had protocols that were like, no oil. So I did that. But then years went by on that. And, you know, I started to lose a lot of weight. My muscles were hurting, my period stopped, stuff mm. like that. So then I'm like, wait a second, like I'm gonna have oil in my diet and I'm not gonna fear this. This is like ridiculous that someone's telling me that like all oil is bad. So then I started adding that back in. And then here I am now, like, you know, months into like eating animal protein again, which I never thought I would. And I'm still figuring stuff out. So I, I don't, I told Rachel that I had some spinach like a few weeks ago and I had a major reaction to it. And so I'm like, okay, what about spinach? So I'm reading about spinach and then I'm like, okay, it has high oxalates in it. And it basically is just a molecule found in plants that some people are sensitive to and it can cause joint pain. It's actually what they say can cause like gout and kidney stones and stuff like that. So I like do all this research and I'm finding these legitimate research articles about high oxalates and people that may have sensitivities with rheumatoid arthritis. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at the list of food and I'm like nuts, seeds, mm -hmm. dried fruit, um, brown rice, which is something guys, listen, I am not, I've never been gluten free, maybe like when I was AIP, I was gluten free, but I've never experienced an issue with gluten. But because of the pressure of the autoimmune community mm -hmm. saying that gluten is the absolute devil, I, over the years with my husband, we never bought regular pasta. We always bought brown rice pasta. You know, I'm thinking I'm doing something better than wheat, even though like, I don't think there's anything wrong with wheat. I think it has to do with the quality of wheat yeah. and where you get it. So anyways, I realized that I was having a lot of brown rice flour with this pasta. And every time I had the pasta, I would get a lot of pain, but I ignored it because I'm like, well, I mean, it's gluten-free. Like why would this, you know, what would this do to me? And now that I've researched oxalates, like that brown rice flour has a, a lot of oxalates. So my husband and I made regular pasta the other night and I didn't have any muscle pain or any joint pain after. So I'm like, all this time I'm eating this brown rice pasta, not that I ate a lot of pasta, but I, you know, I was making that decision. So I'm just saying, you know, you're going to constantly figure shit out. Like mm -hmm. you are going to constantly learn whatever you know about your body at this point is going to change weeks down the road. It could change months down the road. Yeah. It could change years down the road because I'm experiencing food now in a different way. I'm realizing that I have a sensitivity to oxalates. Now, am I saying I'm on an oxalate free diet? No, I'm just being conscious. <laughs> no, not, yeah, I'm just being conscious not to eat foods that I know have high oxalates and spinach have the most oxalate and plant food that you could possibly have. And mm -hmm. I clearly, I sent Rachel a photo of what mm -hmm. my fingers look like. And then, Wild. you know, a day or two, without having that in my system, it went down. So the thing is like, whatever you're doing right now, it could feel good for you now, but just keep an open mind mm -hmm. that our gut microbiome is constantly constantly changing so our food sensitivities are constantly changing yeah or even 
our our ability to digest you know supplements and absorb the things that they need it's it's constantly going to change so a supplement could be working for you now and then it could make no difference to you in like a year or so yeah. so we're not meant to be and on same thing same goes path. with medications too that's like oh, yeah. when i was on plaquenil and i started feeling like okay this doesn't really seem like it's doing much compared to like what i'm doing with my lifestyle yeah and i was reading a research article last night in bed about how our gut microbiome actually dictates our ability to uh, digest certain medications that we take for our autoimmune diseases, mm -hmm. which is why some people say, oh, I took sulfazalazine and it did nothing versus mm -hmm. I take sulfazalazine and it's done wonders for me, yep. you know? So like, that's the thing, like there's no medication that's going to work for everyone. There's no diet that's going to work for everyone. There's no supplement that's going to work for everyone. There's no meditation experience that's going to be the same for everyone. Like it's all completely different. And the, mm -hmm. the more that we all understand this in this community, the more empowered we're going to be over our own health and our own healing, because we're not putting it out into somebody else's hands, you know, exactly. saying, you know me, you know my body, like that's impossible. Yeah. Take my money. You must know better because yep. you have all this money for marketing. Yep. <laughs> like realistically, that's how it is half the time, right? You see enough people talking about it. You see enough marketing or sponsored ads or whatever for something. And you assume that it's going to work. Like just like all of those, like, I don't know, there's like juice cleanses out there and stuff like that, that like, they, they just tell you that it's going to work. And you're just like, yep, take my money. i I want to be healed. Right. When realistically, as long, if your intention is not there and if you're not actually paying attention to your body, it's not going to do shit for you. Sorry. Like no. you have to actually like be in tune with that. Um, so like a, another example of what works until it doesn't is I, um, juiced celery for two years straight. Um, when the pandemic hit, like I started in 2020, and I had seen celery juice. I had seen medical medium talking about it for a long time. Like I had seen other people in like the holistic health, whatever field doing it. And I was always like, oh yeah, like I don't really want to buy a juicer. I don't have anywhere to put it. Like all the excuses in the book of like, why not to do it? And I just like, it didn't feel aligned for me. So I didn't do it. And then eventually I'm like, you know what? Let me just try it. Like maybe it'll make a difference. And I realized that like when I was super consistent with it, pure celery juice, it made a huge difference in my symptoms. And so I literally did it almost every single day for two years until like this past March. And then I moved to Seattle and I had like the head coach position at Orange Series, just like um, a lot more responsibility, a lot more time, a lot more energy. And I just didn't have the time or energy to be juicing every single day. And I tried to keep up with it. And I was like feeling pretty good, even on the days that I wasn't juicing. Whereas before, like when I first started or even like a year ago, I didn't feel good when I didn't juice. Like I felt a very significant difference in the days that I did not juice, like either later that day or the next day. Then I started realizing, wait a second, on the days that I'm not doing it, I'm actually still feeling pretty darn good. So then I was like, oh, let me try like a few days without juicing, right? Like, cause mm -hmm. it honestly was bringing me more stress on the days that I wasn't doing when I was like, Oh God, I didn't do it. Like I'm going to feel like crap where I could like have this like complex in my mind. And then I would realize, wait a second, when I actually tune in, I actually don't feel worse and I don't have to feel guilt and shame for not doing this. Yeah. Reason being though, I, I think a huge part of it for me personally, please don't take this as your truth. This is my truth. I have been super diligent about acupuncture every two weeks for the past, like 
I don't even know, like probably nine months now. And it has seriously made such a difference when I am consistent with it every two weeks. And at first I was doing it every single week for the first, like probably five sessions. And I noticed, wait a second, I'm feeling really good on the days that I don't do still, as long as I'm keeping up on all the other things that I do, you know, I'm not like letting my diet slack or like I'm keeping, you know, enough water in my system. I'm taking my supplements, all of that stuff. And why am I, you know, going to stress myself out over the days that I don't celery juice? So I was still doing it here and there, um, probably like, like March, April, May. And then I was like, I don't need to do this. And I stopped buying celery because there was like two weeks in there where I bought celery for the week and I just didn't go through it. And I hate wasting food. I hate it. I hate it. I don't do it. And so I was like, you know what? I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going to try. I'm going to see what happens. And it's one of those things you have to have an open mind. Like Erica said, and have that mentality of, you know what, like with food, for instance, if I really, really want it, I will have it or with any sort of other protocol. Okay. If it starts not feeling good, I'm going to stop. Or if it starts not feeling good, I'm going to start again. Whatever the case may be, you have to keep an open mind for whether you're going to start something, stop something, reduce something, add something. Yeah. I think the root of all this is having really high standards on ourselves when we're Mm -hmm. on this health journey is like we hold ourselves to this super high pedestal of I need to be doing this. I need to be on top of everything or else my health is going to fall apart. Mm -hmm. And like, that's just really not true. Like, honestly, there are things that do help our health, but most of the time, you know, it's not going to be the most detrimental thing if you don't do that one thing every single day. This episode is sponsored by 5CBD. We are so excited to be partnering with 5CBD. I've been using these products for months now, and I've been loving their full-spectrum CBD THC products, especially the sleep gummies. Those are my all-time favorite. Studies actually show that using CBD products with small amounts of THC in them has potential to decrease pain and inflammation throughout your body and also reduce feelings of anxiety and depression, which is something that everyone with an autoimmune disease can definitely benefit from. You don't want to miss out on this offer because you'll get a free full-size tincture or gummies. All you have to do is click the link in our show notes. What I'm basically getting at with my clients is the type of clients that I'm attracting are the people that have become perfectionistic about their health journey that Mm -hmm. hold themselves to a really high standard. They beat themselves up for deviating in any way, you know, whether it's with their routine, whether it's with their diet, whether it's with meditation. I literally set the precedence when I work with my clients and I'm like, I'm going to tell you right now, we're probably going to do the complete opposite of Mm -hmm. everything that you've been doing on this journey. We're going to let go of the fear. Mm -hmm. We're going to let go of the control. We're going to let go of our ego associated with our own healing and let it be Mm -hmm. guided by this heart felt sense Mm -hmm. instead of like the, the analytical pragmatic approach to healing because that's not that's not the way this is. You know, I really feel called now. Like it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like when I started my Instagram account, it was all about you know, trying to heal myself of rheumatoid arthritis. That's what my account was. That's Mm -hmm. why I was doing all those things because I believed I'm going to heal myself of rheumatoid arthritis. And I wanted to come out at the end of that so I could help other people heal their rheumatoid arthritis or their autoimmune diseases. Mm -hmm. But now what I've realized through my work is that I'm not actually, that's not my intention. And that's actually not my client's intention. The intention that I have is to help them 
have a better relationship with their illness, with their body, and to have self-compassion for themselves on this journey as they are experimenting and doing it in a mindful way with curiosity and experimentation versus expectation. Yeah. Like, so like I'm literally doing the opposite of what my original idea of healing was on this health journey, because I have the wisdom, the true wisdom on this health journey. And that's not coming from ego. It's, it's coming from like my heart of like, wow, I really went to the extreme ends of everything. I went to the stressful side. I went to the beating myself up. I went Mm -hmm. to the high expectation. And now like, I'm all about just extending that compassion to myself on a regular basis of Erica, this, your immune system is complicated. You, you have rheumatoid arthritis. It's not going to go anywhere. The only thing that I am in control of is how I manage my response towards my symptoms. Like that's really the only thing that we're absolutely in control of. Like the fact is we can't control the weather. Look at, it's so hot out here in California. And I know other states that normally don't even get hot, even Europe, like mm-hmm. Europe's like really hot right now. And what happens in really hot weather for some people is their joints get really swollen. They can mm-hmm. get really red, especially if it's like humid. And that's something that's out of my control. So mm-hmm. do my joints feel a little bit like I don't know, sticky. I can't think of the word, but like in the morning, because it's kind of like humid, it gets humid in our house. I'm not in control of that, but I am in control of how am I going to respond to that? Like, am I going to fight it with resistance within me? Or am I going to just go, okay, this is the reality of the situation Mm -hmm. of my environment. And like, I'm not in control of what my joints decide to do or whatever symptom that your body is experiencing. So that's Mm -hmm. something that I've become like super passionate about. And I didn't even realize I've been helping my clients with for over these years. And now I just feel like that is my purpose as a health coach, not to heal people, help them get off of medications, whatever. That was actually a distant goal of mine when I like probably like the first year of my journey until I figured out this shit's really complicating. But now I'm just like, how can we be at peace? How can we be at acceptance with what's happening within our mm-hmm. body? Like, and how can we just be able to offer ourselves love in these moments of suffering? Like that is what I feel called to do. Yeah. That's literally what it's all about. And that's literally what this episode is four is to remind you of your innate power and of the fact that like you can make changes whenever you want. You don't have to put yourself in a box. You don't have to do things just because someone else said that it helped them like discerning between what you feel like you should do versus what actually makes you feel good is hard. It's challenging. But once you actually are able to realize, wait a second, I'm only feeling like I want to do this thing because someone else said that I should, or because I'm feeling like I should, I'm feeling pressured. It feels better to do things that actually feel good. So an example is there was a client that I worked with a while back and she always wanted to do, to juice celery. Cause she saw how much it helped me. 
And she was always like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I was like, okay, like don't do it just because I do it. Like, I want you to do something that feels good to you. If that feels true to you, absolutely. Like go for it. See how it makes you feel. But if not, like, I don't want you to, right. I want it to feel good to you inside and out. And she's like, no, no. Like I want to, I'm like, okay, cool. So she had a juicer at home and she was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. You know, weeks would go by, we would have a call every week. And then she would come to me the next week and be like, you know, I bought celery. I'm like, cool. Where's your juicer? She's like, well, like it's in the box somewhere. I have to find it. I'm like, okay, well, how about before we buy more celery, we start with the first step, right? Mm. We get the juicer and then we take it out of the box. And then the next, like we literally broke it down week by week steps to get to juicing. Okay. First week was finding it. Second week was taking it out of the box. Third week was cleaning it. Fourth week was buying the celery and then actually juicing the celery and then actually drinking it like literally step by step by step. We had this whole plan. We laid it out for, and I'm not kidding you. It still didn't get done. She still Mm -hmm. never got to the point where she juiced the celery. Is that bad? Did she fail? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. She was able to realize, Hey, maybe this isn't as important to me as I thought it was. Mm -hmm. And that's a okay. Right. Yep. But the important part takeaway of that is when you feel like something might be that important to you and you really do feel like you want to do it, maybe try to break it down into steps and realize how much work it takes to actually get to that thing or what you need to do to get to that thing. And if you're absolutely willing to take those steps, then great, do it. That is amazing. But if you break it down and you go, oh my God, there actually is a lot to this and you know, it doesn't feel doable for me. It doesn't feel manageable or it doesn't feel like I'll be able to sustain it. Then please like reassess. It's okay to reassess or it's okay to like, to maybe take like a step lower. You know, there's some sort of, I can't think of a good example, but there's some things out there where like, you don't have to go full force right away. Right. With diet, for instance, like you don't have to look at this diet and be like, Oh, I want to do this because I think it'll make me feel better. And then go full force on all the things like Erica said, taking out an entire food category, like beans, when actually none of those actually bother you. And you're not going to know that if you go full force with it right away. Yeah. Um, like beans, for instance, for me personally, Black beans, pinto beans, um, kidney beans, none of those bug me, but garbanzo beans bug me. Like they can cause a lot of digestive issues and then like some joint inflammation if I have too much. But if I were to take out all of beans, that would take out a huge protein source for me. There's always ways to kind of like tiptoe into things, like dip your foot into the water Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, metaphorically and just kind of see, you know, try it on, see how it feels. If it doesn't quite feel good, maybe you make changes here and there, but you have to be willing to assess as you go with everything that you do, whether it be treatments or supplements or diet or whatever else movement, even if movement is not quite feeling good, if you're doing a certain movement program, because you feel like you have to, because this person told you that it makes them feel really good. And it's low impact. For instance, like bar, is supposed to be a really good low impact movement. Um, whether you do classes or like an at home video or whatever, I don't like it. It doesn't feel good on my joints. It feels really bad on my joints, to be honest. And some people absolutely love it with RA and other like joint issues. I can't do it. It doesn't make me feel good. And so I had to take an like assess for myself because there was this like one workout program that came out and I really wanted to like it. It just didn't feel good to me. So I had to quit halfway through. Did that feel amazing? No, but did it feel good to know that I did something for myself. And I made, I got to make that decision for myself rather than letting someone else dictate my health journey, my movement journey. Yeah. It feels really good to like, know that I did that for myself. 
Yep. We have to give ourselves permission to make decisions that feel good mm -hmm. for our life. Like a lot of clients, they have a hard time giving their self permission to do something that feels right for them. So for instance, I have a lot of clients that also work with naturopathic doctors or maybe dietitians, or they're getting some type of dietary support to help with their autoimmune disease. And what ends up happening is, you know, their doctor is telling them to take these supplements, eat this way, do this thing. And then what's happening is they're, they're adding more pressure and mm -hmm. more stress on themselves not to just even get rid of their symptoms but almost as a way to like meet the expectation of that specialist that they're yes. working with and they feel like oh my god i don't want to talk to her next week because i deviated or i ate this one food mm -hmm. and she said you have to completely avoid that and you know it's it's just very psychologically damaging and mm -hmm. i think that's what's happening in this community is that there is a lot of unspoken eating disorders happening because of us looking at other people that have healed themselves through a specific diet. For instance, somebody started following me on Instagram, like, I don't know, maybe like last week. And uh, I looked at their profile and it was like a reel or whatever. And apparently, you know, she had all these symptoms and all this stuff. I'm not saying that that's not true, but I think it was rheumatoid arthritis and the whole reel was like about all the things, you know, I'm eating a plant-based diet, da, da, da. And then she's like, I've been working on this for, and I showed my husband and we thought we were going to, it was going to say like multiple years. Mm -hmm. And it was like barely a year. And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, God bless this person. Obviously they're stoked. I was there many, many years ago, probably perpetuated the mindset that everyone can heal off of mm -hmm. one specific way, not intentionally, but I'm sure that I, you know, contributed to that to some aspect. And then I look at this, I'm like, you know, so much can change within, you know, your first year of your autoimmune journey, mm -hmm. like going into lifestyle, going into diet, like, as you know, clearly we talk about this kind of stuff. But, you know, and then I read the caption and it was like, if you basically like, if you just do these things, like all of your chronic symptoms are going to go mm, away. Classic. Yeah. And so <laughs> it just, you know, it's like, it's like on one aspect, I can't discredit this person. I don't know their journey. I don't know what's mm -hmm. happening. But what I want you to know is that we all have different lives. You know, we have different trauma that lives in our body based off of our past experiences. We have different stressors. We have different uh, jobs, right? That require us yeah. to do nine to five. We have different financial support. We have different uh, relationship support. Like there's all these elements to this health journey that are gonna dictate how well you do. And so when I look yeah. at myself and go, oh, I didn't have to work for like, three plus years. Like mm -hmm. my husband said, I want you to focus on your healing. Guys, I spent the first three and a half years not working. This is before I went to become a health coach. I invested a hundred percent into myself. I had all the time in the world to make juices, to chop my food, to go grocery shopping, to meal plan, to go to hot yoga every single day, to do meditations, you know, all of that kind of stuff. 
And then other people at that time, you know, may have looked at me and go, wow, like I want to be like that, Mm -hmm. but not knowing the circumstances of my life that enabled me to focus fully on my healing. So you can't hold yourself to somebody else's life because you don't know what they have going on, Mm -hmm. you know? And a lot of the time, like people do have to work nine to five jobs with autoimmune disease. A lot of times people don't have an abundance of money to go work with a naturopathic doctor and get down to their gut problems and take the supplements and do all the treatments. So you can't hold yourself to somebody else's life and circumstance. Like you have to, like we've always said, you have to stay focused on what's relevant for your life in your situation. What's doable, like what Rachel said, what's doable, what's practical, because otherwise you're adding unnecessary unrealistic expectation on yourself and that in itself is not healing for the body exactly (laughs) you're adding all of this extra stress and you're actually bringing your entire vibration as a being as a soul on this planet down to some of the lowest vibrations you can possibly have which are guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and especially when it comes to guilt and shame on yourself for what you are doing rather than leaning in and realizing wait i'm actually doing a lot for myself and i don't need to add this extra thing sometimes like erica said a, a while back is you need to actually be taking things away. Mm-hmm. I work with my clients a lot on that too. They're like, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this. And I really want to add this. And I'm, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a second. Why yeah. do you want to add this thing in? Really assess for yourself why you want to add that thing in and make sure it's true to yourself. But also sometimes we don't need to add more. Sometimes we got to take off some of that load yep. from ourselves because that's where the true healing is going to come in when you kind of like offload your system a little bit. And maybe you rebuild from there, but maybe you don't. Maybe you don't need those extra things that you're doing and you don't need to add extra things. Mm -hmm. And another point that I want to bring up that is really vital is um, Erica and I, as coaches, like you mentioned how people might be working with a naturopathic doctor and they don't want to go back and tell them what they've been doing because they feel guilt and shame and they like Mm -hmm. feel really bad. And they're like, oh my God, they told me to do this thing and I didn't do it. One thing that I know for a fact, like between Erica and I, um, in our coaching and our one-on-one coaching and my group coaching is you never have to come to us feeling like, oh my God, I didn't do that thing. And they're going to like, you know, Mm-mm. scorn me for it. Or I have to feel bad. Heck no. no, you never have to feel bad because this is literally like, I would hope by now you would understand that we are all about trial and error and doing what feels good to you. And the fact that we're human and we make, you know, I don't even want to call it a mistake, but like we have these slip up sometimes and it's okay. You never have to feel bad coming to a session with us. Like there's definitely been times when clients have come to me saying, Oh my gosh, like, you know, I had soda for the first time in months yesterday. And like, you know, they feel a little bit down for it. And I'm like, did you enjoy it? Did you like, and they're like, well, like, yeah, I did. Okay. And did you have another one after that? No. Okay. So you had a, you enjoyed a soda, like big deal. Good job. Like, I'm glad you, you know, had that moment. And sometimes, yeah, there's going to be times when we kind of like you regret those decisions. Like it happens. We, you know, all deal with some degree of chronic pain and chronic inflammation, but at the same time, it reminds you of like why you do what you do for the most part. Like there are so many different aspects to this healing journey. And part of it is 
feeding the soul sometimes. And sometimes feeding the soul means eating something that you know might inflame you or, you know, going on that longer hike that you know you might need to rest for an extra day afterwards because you want more time in nature. Or, you know, for me, like a lot of times, like one of the decisions that I make for myself is going to music festivals and knowing that I'm going to need an extra day or two to recover and do absolutely nothing. But it fills my soul so incredibly much like nothing else does for me personally. So we all have those um, things that, that fill our soul, that fill our mind, that fill our body. And we have to make those decisions for ourselves. You are your own best healer. Like we will, we have said it, that specific line, even like a million times on this podcast, and we will never stop saying that. (laughs) Yep. And one thing I want people to get out of their vocabulary, if you take anything from this or from what I've said is that we need to stop saying we're fixing ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like this is also the other problem is that when you get an autoimmune disease and you learn about all this holistic stuff and holistic lifestyle and everything that comes with it is you get in the mentality that you're constantly trying to fix yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is exhausting. Yes. That is literally exhausting to be like, how can I fix myself? How can I do this? How can I make this better? Da, da, da. Sometimes, if not most times, we just need to surrender again and accept that maybe this is the reality of what my body is experiencing in this moment and that this unnecessary pressure and whatever I'm meeting that physical symptom with is causing me more suffering in the moment than than actually needs that I actually need to. Mm-hmm. Because look at you're gonna have physical pain. You're gonna have shit that happens with your body. You're gonna have symptoms mm-hmm. here and there. That is the reality. If anyone's telling you you're never going to have that again. Well, maybe they haven't gone through the full journey. (laughs) I'm like, I'm telling you right now, I'm not, I can't tell you what degree that will be and how often that Mm. will be because everyone's going to look different. But the reality is we all age. Look at, it's not even about autoimmune disease. Our bodies age. Mm. Our bodies Mm -hmm. literally deteriorate to some capacity until we get old, until we die. That is the state of humans of life. Of all life, plant Fact. life, everything. Facts, Preach. right? <laughs> so to some degree, like our, we're going to have aches and pains. There's going to be pain that exists in our life. And yes, it's more when you have an autoimmune disease. But if we could just simply see pain as it is or, you know, whatever symptom exists in our body as just that symptom and just not allow ourselves to fight it and meet it with resistance and get angry at ourselves for experiencing that mm-hmm. it's going to take so much pressure and so much relief off of you and when i had that spinach um incident i was telling rachel about it because i was take i've been taking this mindfulness course which has really reignited and inspired me in so many ways um you know, I had that inflammation that was really, really bad and my fingers were swollen. And I woke up in the middle of the night, you know, when you're sleeping and then you wake up to that stiff joint, it just like wakes you up. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, you know, you get that panic of, oh gosh, my hands are really stiff, it's really swollen. And then I observed that I initially just had that swelling and pain in my fingers. Like I I was like, okay, I observed that I have this right now, but then I observed 
my body, like my felt sense being resisting that, Mm -hmm. resisting the pain and the stiffness in my fingers. So what happens is my muscles tighten Mm -hmm. up around my neck Mm -hmm. and my shoulders. My shoulders literally started to throb and get achy. Everything in my body started to tense up and I, and I recognize that, okay, I'm having this visceral somatic experience Mm -hmm. to the actual pain that is existing on its own that I'm not in control of in this moment. But I recognize that I did have my own response to it and that if I brought light to that, that I could ease and relax my own body in response to the physical pain that maybe it would help me. And I kid you not, I practiced that that in that moment. And I started to cry. And I was talking to my husband about this in that moment. Because the first time ever in this whole health journey, did I actually experience a moment where I met myself and met my body where it was Mm-hmm. and extended love and compassion to myself in that moment and recognized that I was adding more symptoms to what my body was already experiencing mm-hmm. and that my body started to ease. The aches in my shoulders dissipated. My neck and shoulder muscles, like all in my neck, all the back of my neck, it relaxed, it released. And then I was able to fall asleep versus before I may stay up, I may be busy with the mind, I may be pissed, I may be irritated that that's happening to me, you know? And that was such like a profound like moment for me. I was like, man, if I could do this most of my days, you know, the fact is you can't be on top of it all the time because you're you're busy. And like the reality is you don't have time to like sometimes meet yourself mm-hmm. with compassion, right? Like sometimes you just have to go and get shit done. Mm. But if I could make an effort at least once in my day to re- relax my own response to my physical pain, like what that would do for me. And it's honestly made a huge difference for me. Yeah huge difference for me. And so what I'm saying is like, sometimes we just don't have to like fix ourselves. Like mm-hmm. sometimes, I mean, we shouldn't have to be fixing ourselves. Sometimes it's just nurturing ourselves. Yeah. Yes. So instead of thinking about, I need to fix myself, just be like, how can I nurture myself in this moment? Because mm-hmm. that is all that exists is in this moment. Yeah. And I think that when we say something like your mind can actually start to add more physical symptoms to what you're experiencing, it's easy to get defensive about that, right? Like how could yeah. I possibly be adding more symptoms? Of course, I don't want more symptoms. However, I want to put something in your mind. The mentality of always trying to fix something within yourself is actually trying to manifest feeling better from focusing on the thing that you don't feel good about. Yep. So Abraham Hicks always talks about like the law of attraction, right? Focusing on what you don't have will not bring you what you want. Mm -hmm. Focusing on what you do have will bring you more of that. So focusing on, oh, hey, I have the power within my mind to actually calm my body on a visceral somatic level on like throughout my muscles, throughout my nerves, my joints, all of that. I do have the power to do that versus, oh my God, my shoulder's tensing up. Oh my God, everything hurts. Everything hurts. Everything hurts. I just want to feel better, Mm -hmm. right? There are two different ways to look at it. And there are two different ways that your body can actually start to process. And one of them is going to exacerbate the symptoms and make them feel Mm -hmm. even worse. And one of them is going to make you feel a lot better. And so when you are from the mentality of not trying to fix, but trying to nurture, I love the way you put that, 
when you are focusing on that mentality of trying to nurture yourself, that is focusing on what you do have and the powers you do have within yourself yeah. to heal yourself rather than being in that mindset of I'm tr- trying to fix this and yeah. resist this like war, yep. right? We're always like, yep. Oh, are my body's at war with itself? Yep. Cross that out of your mind right now, because that is not health promoting Yep. the mentality of let me surrender to what is and allow things to flow into place. That is where you're going to truly find that um, healing and that sense of more calm throughout your body and your mind. Mm -hmm. And that's the wisdom that you gain on this journey. Like, and Mm -hmm. when you can get there and I'm not saying I'm perfect or I practice it all the time. It's just something on my radar. Like it's something that I have learned throughout this health journey is to find better ways to have a relationship with my body and the symptoms that I experience instead of constantly trying to do these surface level things in my life to make it all go away, mm-hmm. you know? So like ask yourself, like, what am I, what am I doing like deep within myself to help mm-hmm. me on my healing journey? Not what am I doing all these external things on the outside? Because honestly, what matters is what's happening on the inside. And I'm talking about like your true authentic sense of self, not anything related to your body, even not even related to your juices and your workout classes or whatever. I'm not saying that those things aren't helpful. I'm just saying we need something to ground us, to rely on that is going to be there for us, no matter the turbulence, no matter what's happening on this journey. Just letting go of that mindset of being so guarded and holding that resistance. And um, it's really just letting go of that like warlike mentality right? Mm -hmm. We're not fighting against something every Mm -hmm. single day, every single thing that we do, whatever it is for you that feels true to you is actually there to nurture you. And if it's not feeling like that, if it's feeling like too much work, too much energy, too much time, too much money, whatever it is, try letting go of it. It might actually really help you. Right. Or maybe you Mm -hmm. take a step back for a second and then you come back to it. So I think that's like the biggest tangible piece of all of this. And hopefully you got way more out of it than just that. Um, But yeah, I don't know. That's, we could go on forever about this, I feel like. So basically the point of this conversation is to let you know that all the tools that you need for your own healing and what you need on this journey is really within you. So if you're putting all the power into someone else's hands, you're going to be setting yourself up for failure. You're going to be setting yourself up for anger, mm-hmm. for frustration. For all of those for low vibrations that don't actually promote your healing. Exactly. But when you can step into your own heart space in a place of gratitude and love and acceptance for wherever you're at with Mm -hmm. your body, whatever you're experiencing today, whatever minor little symptom that has you consumed by that, just know that you have that place in your heart and within your body and within your whole being to either meet it with acceptance or meet it with resistance. So we do really have that choice. And if you can find some level of acceptance in whatever you're going through, whatever, you know, symptoms that you're experiencing today, it's going to make this journey a lot easier on you. And guess what? You're going to be a lot happier. I have a client that I've been working with for a long time and she has another autoimmune disease, not rheumatoid arthritis. 
but she's had like persistent problems with that. And she asked me like, how do you, how do you have joy in your mm -hmm. life? You know, how do you have joy on this journey? So I basically told her like, I choose to meet each moment where it's at. Like, I don't put any expectation on it. I'm not thinking about yesterday and I'm not worried about tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Like when you live with an autoimmune disease, it's so important to bring yourself again, back to the present moment and what what is in my control now and if it's not in my control then i'm going to completely surrender to it because there's no point of me wasting any ounce of my energy that's going to drain me from all the other good things that are going right in my life right now yeah we tend to get hyper focused on you know especially if we have a swollen slightly swollen knee or like a finger whatever our brain wants to get hyper fixated on that, right? And then our whole day, we're so lost because we're thinking about that one thing. In reality, we're missing opportunities to have conversations with people that make us feel happy or like getting outside or doing anything that lifts us up. So it's just a constant like checking in with myself of, am I meeting this moment where it's at or am, am I fighting it? Mm-hmm. A lot of times on your health journey, it's not necessarily conducive to your healing to actually focus on, you know, the next step or forward. Yep. It's always yep. in the moment. And that's another huge takeaway here. Uh, something that I might've mentioned on the, I can't remember if I mentioned it on the last episode, or if it was on the episode that we just scratched and never released, mm -hmm. uh, but Joy Yamamoto, who's going to be speaking at our autoimmune retreat um, in literally two months, which is crazy. Um, she taught me something and it goes just for today just for today, I'm going to da da da. And so yeah. you can use that for this mentality just for today. I'm going to focus on this one thing. Maybe you eat something just for today. That feels really good for you just for today. And you don't plan on eating it, you know, again in the future or something mm -hmm. like maybe you do a certain type of movement and you say just for today, I'm going to try this and see if it works for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And then maybe tomorrow is another just for today. And maybe, or maybe just for this moment even. Yeah, right. Yeah. So constantly focusing on whatever this present moment is at this exact moment. So hopefully you got some really great takeaways here. I think that there's a lot of little like nuggets that you could take here and there and apply to your own healing journey, your own lifestyle, uh, whatever is going on in your own life and with your own symptoms. Um, we are so, so happy to be back with you and we have some really exciting things on the horizon. I don't think we've mentioned it in a couple of episodes, but if you are it, interested in our autoimmune retreat for next year, 2023, please email us autoimmune and you at gmail.com and we can add you to our wait list. It is already rapidly growing. So make sure you get on and that way you'll get all of the updates because the second that this autoimmune retreat is done, we are on to the next and it's going to be yep. bigger and better. Yep. All right, guys, we'll talk to you on the next episode. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to our autoimmune and you podcast. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share on social media. We really appreciate every bit of support. Sharing is caring. Every like, subscribe, and share that we get helps us get our message out to more people.